0: up bbb army welcome back to our channel bbb army hearts to hearts i am ruth and i'm nicole welcome and happy fall it's officially fall
1: (laughs) fall is upon us i'm so happy your birthday's next month it is i'm gonna be 29 almost 30 wow (laughs) there's a lot happening next month let's be honest (laughs) there's so much going on in october i am so looking forward to it though Because this is, yeah, this is our last episode for this month, isn't it? Yeah, this is the last episode in September. And it's so crazy that we are filming on the first day of fall. Hello, we could live in fall forever.
0: We can, although I would help. It would help me if my house uh, heater was working.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, I'm very, like, that's unfortunate.
0: Okay, baby army. So we are here because it is now officially time that we officially dive into the beautiful, beautiful, wonderful album of we stitch these wounds right here Ooh. as if you couldn't tell based upon our makeup i mean nicole killed it honestly like you I killed it too doing that. i thought about doing like an actual skull like freaking makeup look and i'm, and I'm like I don't, i'm it like, it is kind of but like i was thinking like let's do why let's add some gold up, but i kept my eyes this way you came. know
1: what i really like about yours is your shadowing effect because you make it okay it looks like you're from the front end even when you turn to the side, it looks like this is just like a face that you could pull off you know what i mean that's what's really cool about it got a little inspired from
0: american horror story murder house that skeleton yeah. look, just add some gold here and there that <laughs> is like the best <laughs> look though but yes we are financially going to dive into this album we are super excited we've done our research about this album and everything else that we could find online we apologize if we got any facts wrong. First of all, <laughs> yes,
1: the internet is not always our friend. There are no, false things on the internet. No, so. no. So I will say this: I did not. I never do Wikipedia, but this time I did what you did, Ruth. I just start. I just watched videos of the guys talking about the album. I'm like, that's gonna be because that is a reliable source.
0: Yeah, I, I think Nicole and I kind of did the same thing. We both watched videos of the guys breaking down the album, the songs, and stuff. So. I think we might have similar things. If we have something new, we have something new. So there we go. Right? Maybe we have some
1: things that like might surprise the other. I doubt it. Because I, I doubt think it. He, yeah, I doubt
0: it. But who knows? We'll find who out. <laughs> we'll find out here. I but guess let us start breaking down this beautiful, beautiful album of We Stitch These Boons. So release date of this masterpiece came on July 31st, 2020. Because you
1: always ask me, I'm going to ask you now. Where were you, Ruth? When this came out. Okay, so
0: 2020, (laughs) what happened in 2020? I don't know. 2020 is kind of a blur. (laughs) 2020, so let's see, that was summer. Okay, so I June, we just finished the crazy school year during the pandemic, which was crazy, virtual teaching, mask on, slowly coming in person. It was a crazy school year teaching. And so when I found out that BVB was remaking the first album and I was freaking out because I'm like oh my god has it already been 10 years already since that first album came out I know well that's the thing is
1: at least in my opinion I could have sworn that it was rumored before it came out I cause I saw fans talking about it but I thought it was just kind of one of those oh this is a concept idea that fans want right. to happen I didn't think it was actually going to be legit until I uh, saw like the snippets from what Jake was talking about that people would post. And I was like, This is actually happening. This is real. I I did read that, like, this is, like, a concept that I guess Andy and Jake were discussing for quite some time. I think they were saying how, like, they were so, obviously, as a band, they have grown so much uh, musically, and they talked about how they wanted to revisit the old album, just with the change of their dynamics, and with how much better their recordings have sounded, that they wanted to go back and redo this. But... At the time, I guess they were not with Sumerian Records. They were with, I think, Universal. And Universal denied uh, the re-recording of Restitch.
0: But it was something that they still were like secretly working on. <laughs> it was amazing. They recorded this album in the year 2019 before they released date of 2020. And Jake had a huge involvement with this album. Let me just point that out there. So Jake, thank you so much for your hard work for this album because... Obviously all the guys had a big work effort in it, but Jake, I felt like you took a lot for this album to happen and how it turned out.
1: Oh, he definitely did. Uh I read that they put all their trust into Jake mm-hmm. to make this album completely perfect. They just, just with how much Jake knew, just rhythmically knowing the songs for all the guitars and doing all the production work i mean oh my god jake is so amazing
0: he's amazing they did they did this whole recording in his own jake studio which is in his little apartment in la i believe there's like clips here and there you can find those online about it and how andy went to this like little booth to sing and stuff so (laughs) yeah what was it i think Jake and Jinx, I think,
1: recorded at Jake's place, but CC recorded in Los, recorded the drums in Los Angeles, if I'm not
0: mistaken. Um, so when they released this album, they were with Sumerian Records when they did this album. Um, I think the promotion that they did and worked with the Sumerian Records was phenomenal. I love the photo edits that they did, the video footage that they did of teasing and the promotion of this album.
1: The first song that they dropped was Sweet Blasphemy. Oh. <sighs>
0: So that came out June 26 2020. The first song was released. Okay, literally, okay. I was just gonna say it I get just gotten
1: off work. I didn't I wasn't even aware that the song was released just yet. It was downpouring rain. I'm in my car. And it you know, it was a mini coupe, So I'm like, Okay, well, I can't driving and downpouring <laughs> rain. I'm gonna slide. So I was just scrolling on my phone. And when I saw it. Oh, my gosh, it brought back so much nostalgia. And what I really loved about the newer Sweet Blasphemy, for anyone that has not seen the Alive and Burning DVD from Black Brides, how they sing Sweet Blasphemy on that DVD is exactly how they sung Sweet Blasphemy in the new Restitch album. I was so freaking happy because when I heard it on Alive and Burning, I was like, That is how it should have been sung the whole time. So to hear them bring that into this new album, into like, you know, the remastered, I was like,
0: yes. (laughs) Most fans know this. This Restitch These Wounds was a 10 year anniversary. Uh, the guys made it clear it was not a replacement for the original album. It was a more of a companion piece for it, not a replacement. Uh, so, people asked me, "What's the first single that came out?" What was I? I was still working, I think, during that time or something, and I came back home afterward and listened to it. On my, I made a reaction video. It's on my personal channel. <laughs> yeah, same thing with you. Nostalgia. I started crying immediately, but just because like that is nostalgia because it just brought me all the emotions from. 15-year-old me, high school me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and just for them to make it sweet blasphemy, I didn't expect that to be
1: released as the single. I was thinking like Perfect Weapon or Knives and Pens.
0: So- Here's the thing. So, you brought this up. So, the video that I saw of them breaking down, they were talking about Sweet Blasphemy. So, Jake said this like, this should have been the Sweet Blasphemy, should have been a single. But since Knives and Pens and Perfect Weapon kind of came out, it was a fan staple. But they also saw that Sweet Blasphemy was another fan favorite. They wanted that as a single when they had the original We Stitched These but when they had "Restitch," they're like, this is the opportunity to make Sweet Blasphemy the first single to come out as a remastered version and stuff.
1: And I also read with Sweet Blasphemy. Um, well, not, not read, sorry. I was the video that I had watched of Andy, I guess, explained how Sweet Blasphemy is one of his yes. favorite Blackville bride songs. And apparently it's one of CC's too. I did not know
0: that. Oh I'm like, yeah. Nicole, I told you that was CC's. I told you that like episodes ago. Like that was his favorite song to re-record and play live because For those of us, again, who don't know, but the first we stitched these albums, Sandra was the drummer, so Cece wasn't there. And so when Cece joined, he basically had to learn all these songs. And so when it came to Sweet Blast Me, he loved it. And that's when, when he got a chance to be a part of like, oh, I get to put my skills in an album and stuff. Boom. That was his, like, one of his favorite songs. <laughs> and I think that is the cool part. When you sit down and you listen to We Stitch, and then you
1: listen to Re-Stitch, there is that comparison. Like, don't get me wrong, Sandra was great on drums. I think she was perfect for the original album, but when you compare it to the remastered, it's one of those you just wish CC was a part of that first one because the way he performed on those drums for every single song is outstanding.
0: It is. I think for a lot of songs that CC did come and join into the beginning years before other albums they made, CC did a lot of changes to a lot of the songs from "Sweet We Stitch These Boons. And so for one, for when it came to Sweet blasphemy, um <laughs> we always say this because we don't know the correct term that speaking part of Andy does in the song. Chorus, bridge, I don't know. Um, well, how would we say that? I have no idea. We're just going to keep it as the speaking anyway, part. So the original, they Jake's and Andy and Cece said this often throughout the interviews I saw. I was like, there's like a marching part. That's what they call it, building up when Andy is speaking to us. We are young and blah, 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 and stuff. Cece was not a fan of it. So basically Jake and Jake wasn't a fan of like kind of that marching part of it. And so they just told Cece, Cece, do what you want to do with this part. And that's why that part when Andy is speaking to us and stuff there's a big difference where in the original we hear this marching drum beat but then in the reese master we have it's more of like okay that is a drum solo that is strictly cc mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's just a thousand times better
0: mm-hmm.
1: it really makes it like it, com- it completes the song it really does it
0: does and i know andy said this from early years but i think he still means it that when he wrote this song he wrote it from start to beginning and he didn't really go back for any edits or rechanges. So
1: oh, but see, that's that's what's so beautiful about Sweet Blasphemy. It doesn't need to be, there doesn't need to be any changes with it.
0: <laughs> I know we're in Sweet Blasphemy, but the second song that came out for before the whole album came out was Perfect Weapon, which was released on July 17th, 2020. So what were your thoughts on Perfect Weapon? So just knowing the fact that they are going back to each of these songs, remastering, editing, and make it like better. Oh, I hate saying that word, but for them, because make it more evolved to where they were now. Um, yeah, yeah. Sweet Blasphemy took me off surprise. I didn't know how amazing it was going to sound. And so when Perfect Weapon came out again, made a reaction video again, it's on my personal channel. Well, cause I know for Perfect Weapon, it's the same lyrics over and over and over again and I was just curious like okay the original sounded more more raw more raw a little okay I don't mean this in a bad way it's more raw and a little like muff muff to muffler I don't know yeah that word. so when I heard the remaster it just sounded more clear like the instruments the editing mm-hmm. was just like on point on clear and I didn't know I felt like you could hear it obviously the talent of the growth from each of them, especially Andy's voice. And so that's what I appreciated with this remastered. It's just like, wow, this is much clearer than the other one. I mean, don't get me wrong. First one's amazing, but this one just sounded more clear.
1: Well, and I think it's safe to say that with all the songs, because I think in the OG album, a lot of it did sound pretty raw. Not, not all of them sounded muffed, but you could hear like, from a technicality point, you could hear that there were maybe some things that weren't very well put together. Whereas in the remastered version, every single song, as you said, it's clear and technicality is absolutely well done. I will say like every song surprised me. Perfect Weapons surprised me with the beginning because in the original, that scream at the beginning is very impactful. Um, it's very like in your face, whereas I felt In the remastered version, it was kind of more toned down and quiet, but that's not necessarily a bad thing either. I think it really
0: fitted the song better. One fun fact about them remaking this song, (laughs) this made me laugh so hard when I was doing, was watching videos. Jake stated, and he admitted to this, that he actually got bored playing the guitar solo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean... He got a little bored playing the guitar solo, like how they recorded it for the first album. So when they had the chance to remaster it and fix it, well, improve it a little better, he added new elements to that guitar solo. So if you really listen closely to the first original to the remastered one, the guitar solos sound the same, but there's different elements you can definitely point on because he stated mm-hmm. he did get bored playing it. <laughs> so
1: yeah, and I but I think they did that with a lot of. The songs on there, there, there's little, very tiny little changes mm-hmm. that
0: I don't know if a lot of people paid attention to, and that's what one thing CC said throughout this whole album is that since he was coming in doing all the drums for all the songs and stuff, like I can't remember word by word, but he mentioned something like I wanted to be like a summer, a uh, samurai warrior, just like kind of coming in and out, like for. For fans to kind of see like where they can catch the different differences, because some of there was a couple of songs where he did keep things the same roughly, but there's other songs where he added new elements, changed them. So he's like, I want to see if the fans can catch them and stuff. It's like kind of fun reading all the comments of like when Sweet Blasphemy came out. He's like, it was fun reading all the comments to see if the fans loved the changes and loved the new updated versions and stuff. So and that's the thing is I feel
1: because they did it in both. They did it. They did the change the, ch- the changes lyrically. And they also did the changes melodically
0: too. Those two songs came out before the album. Then the album came out, which... And I was lucky enough to get the vinyl when the release date, which I don't have out. That is a crime. Why don't I have that out? This beautiful baby I was able to purchase when it came out.
1: And it's so pretty when you look inside it is gorgeous i've unfortunately i've never been lucky to grab any blackville bride vinyl um i've only been fortunate enough to grab the cds
0: and then this is what it looks like all the beautiful photos that they did at the mexico show show before the pandemic hit when the album came out and then the design of the vinyl i I freaking love the design of the vinyl I got this cool splatter effect.
1: Yes. And it has the skull on the other side, which is amazing. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And I love like the neon green, mm-hmm. but it has hints of yellow.
0: I love it. They did, the whoever designed this vinyl was amazing. I was so happy when I purchased it, honestly, because I don't know. I just, there was a part of me that just knew like, you kind of have to purchase it because of the 10 year anniversary from the first album that basically, got you into Blackville Brides. I'm like, okay, that's fair. So <laughs> yeah, I think with the
1: uh, release of the 10 year, they obviously did merchandise. They had like shirts and hoodies. I think TikTok. all flags. <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, they had the vinyl, the CD. And then they also had, I think now this, I don't know. I think if you purchased the vinyl or the CD, I think it was the CD, you got like a signed poster of the album cover and they all signed it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ooh. 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 we both
1: got it <laughs> yes i haven't see yours is framed you're you're smarter than me i i've never been able to frame my stuff unfortunately frames are expensive like why pay twenty dollars for a frame or can we just talk about the glow up of the outfit?
0: <laughs> most fashion this. The intro is Andy's grandpa. He asked him to, because Andy wrote him a script and called his mom and told his mom, like, hey, can you give this to grandpa and tell him to say it very loudly over the phone just due to the budget they had for the first album. And so- What I think what Jake said is that they still had the original audio or voice memo of Andy's grandpa saying these outcast the intro to us and so basically they wanted to keep it roughly the same it's still the same voice Andy's grandpa they just Jake just did a couple editing here and there and a little bit elements to add it make it more in my opinion spookier
1: (laughs) no I I definitely agree it's it's a hell of a lot more spookier I know I said this before. I don't know why. I think, like, the background uh, noise that it has almost gives me, like, pirate vibes. I don't <laughs> know why. Like, I just think of, like, this pirate ship creaking, you
0: know? Like, it, it, it sound, but it's pretty okay, cool. Like, I think it works for it. Okay. This is totally offside. Now, I know when I showed you, there's just, like, oh, it looks like the Goonies. It's uh, what's a pirate name from Goonies? Um, One oh. Eyed Willie. One Eyed Willie. Yes.
1: Oh my God, I cannot unsee this now. The Restitch album is The Goonies. What? What? And for Jake to take that recording of Andy's grandfather and to, I don't, of course, I know there's so many things that he did with it, but it's almost as if he made it sound more clearer too.
0: Jake, again, did a lot with the editing and I'm sure he had a great idea. Obviously talked to Andy about it because I know how personal andy's grandpa's words is for that to open it up i mean he mentioned that to us when we had him on the show when they did that collection drop the merch drop of the outcast and stuff i swear it almost sounded like i know the intro is one thing but then it sounds they do they do such a good job just like cutting right into we stitch these afterwards oh my god when we the drop of we stitch i was like i was flabbergasted first time listening to we stitch from the remastered one made me think of the pins and needles to over because when they didn't open it up with it but they did play it there obviously from the original one and i just again nostalgia but i'm like if they would have played this back then i think i would have my soul would have (laughs) left
1: a fun fact about we stitch these wounds not necessarily on the remastered but on the og we stitch these wounds is the first
0: ever collaboration of andy jinx and jake Mm -hmm. although sorry i know that is correct but I also found out that We Stitch These Wounds was the first song that Andy kind of got wrote and got help from a childhood friend named Chris. Mm-hmm. Yep, that real. too, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he was talking about how Chris could not, yeah.
1: unfortunately, mm-hmm. make it to yeah. LA with Andy. There's, they're at different yeah. points in their mm-hmm. lives. But Andy took that We Stitch These Wounds song, and that's when he met Jinx, and then Jinx introduced him to Jake. And that song was like the first collaboration, though, which I think is pretty cool and for it to be like the first song on the record. But for for the for the remastered version of We Stitch though, um hello, I am absolutely in love with it. Did you please tell me? So like obviously, I know it's it's a lot easier to like listen for like lyric lyrically changes. Yep. But just rhythmically, melodically, all the beautiful instruments. Oh my god. The way that they play We Stitch now. it is so beautiful it's beautifully done and i do love how towards the end though andy did a vocal change Mm -hmm. with the stitch these wounds with me tonight if anyone knows i'm talking about that part he gets a little higher
0: and oh god the whole thing is beautiful beautiful remains Mm i love beautiful remains i know for the original one this was the first track worked uh first track that jake worked for with bbb for Beautiful Remains. He stated he didn't do a lot of changes for the remake, the remastered one for this song. <laughs> roughly no. still the same, but there, I mean, obviously a little here and there. With yeah, a little tweaks
1: and things, stuff. But like
0: roughly kept
1: it the same. I think a little fun fact with Beautiful Remains, before it even made it like onto the record itself, it was originally designed to be called Funeral in Flames. And I was like, what? You know, all the frames? Alice, who is yes. Andy's cousin. Oh my, yes. It would, not necessarily based on andy's cousin no. but the name nice. Alan, the name because like it's alice cooper and stuff yeah you know? <laughs> and like it's, yeah basically for anyone that doesn't know beautiful remains is just celebrating you know friends or a loved one and he had this whole before wretched and divine andy already had a concept in this mind. this was
0: in a way his like yeah. very first dive into a concept song going mm-hmm. to funeral remains because they talked about this character named alice uh just kind of like She was be like just traveling, traveling, and then her time came, and then it's like. Remember the good times, be, don't dwell on the death, be there in the present and just remember the good times you had. I
1: love how it rhymes.
0: Beautiful mm-hmm. remains, funeral and flames. Oh, I didn't even think about that. How yeah. was cool about it though? If it wasn't beautiful remains, it was funeral and flames. <laughs> I would, I ain't even mad. Like, okay. I
1: still love the title. Like, so that's the thing though, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Andy say though, like originally funeral and flames, it was going to be written differently. Mm-hmm because mm-hmm. it's basically i mean thing. the name yeah. the, within the title of itself funeral and flame is supposed to be like about a funeral yeah. but they completely changed it once they decided to not yeah. go with the concept yeah yeah
0: because i think andy was roughly new to that concept thing and stuff so he was yeah. just not like 100 sure on it and then i'm sure other things other factors came into play so i do love beautiful remains but yeah that one did not get Too much, like small, we said small tweaks, but here and there. I do want to go into Children's Surrender because I started (laughs) laughing so hard what Andy said about this song. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is too funny. Can I please say it? Sure. (laughs) Okay. So I'm laughing, sorry, because I came across a video where Andy was kind of explaining about the song in general when he first came up with it. So for those of us who don't know, believe it or not, we're supremes at Hot Topic. Okay. A lot of merch was released. Amazing t-shirts, buttons, bracelets, necklaces. Sometimes AP magazines were in there too. And Jake and all the guys have said this multiple times throughout interviews that they were in competition with Twilight merch. <laughs> Twilight just happened to be booming at the same, same time. Same time as Black Girl It was crazy. I do remember that. Never gone into Twilight. I'm sorry. Vampires do not yeah, sparkle. Same. Anyway, moving on.
1: <laughs> do not like Twilight, but yes, carry on.
0: So, you know, Twilight was huge and everything with BBB getting huge too. I think Andy mentioned like how when the song was written and stuff, like label records would listen to it and then they would classify them as vampire rock. <laughs> no. But no. But this is so funny though, because Because everyone kept telling Andy about Vampire Rock that Andy's like, let's write our vampire song, which... (laughs) children surrenders
1: (laughs) which makes sense is if you think about it sink your teeth into forever i mean now you're like oh okay that makes sense but the reason they were getting classified as the vampire rock is because for some reason in hot topic they would put blackville brides right next to twilight two
0: different fields i'm sorry two to no
1: like why okay for one I don't know why hot topic people were doing that maybe as a
0: joke or something I have no clue I feel but like because of that everyone saw. related them to vampires I felt like when twilight was coming out V V B was merging and like coming into light like Hot topics all the sales number, so they just put those two up in front. And so people just walked in assuming, oh, BVB is related to Twilight, Twilight, BVB, maybe their their soundtrack or maybe their song is in the soundtrack. It was bizarre. I remember just walking in. That was the two things I would just see. Even then, walking into stores
1: now, if I see two things, I don't relate them to each other. I just see them as two separate things that just happen to be next. So like, yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. But to, yeah, to hear that, that whole thing. I was cracking up myself while me and Hudson were just like, what the f-? Vampire rock. But it makes, I can't lie. You know, as I say all the time, we all interpret songs differently. And now all I can interpret with
0: Children's Surrender is vampires. So anyone who's wondering, can they do vampire rock? Yeah, they have. It's called Children's Surrender. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a huge fan of vampires, listen to Children's Surrender. <laughs> For knives and pens is...
1: Obviously, the staple of the We Stitches Runes record.
0: International Black um, Girl brides day Yes,
1: international. <laughs> you cannot, I'm just saying, anyone that says International Blackville Bridesday does not listen to knives and pens. Are you okay? That's like, a crime. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's a sin anyway. Something that I found out with Knives and Pens is obviously on the original recording, I guess Andy was actually not happy with the original recording of Knives and Pens on the We Stitch album due to the sole purpose that the, you know, like the editors, the people that were the producers pretty much, they enhanced Andy's voice to Mm -hmm. be higher than what it normally is and of course andy did state you know you know from when you when you start off from 16 going to 18 and you're singing you know your voice changes his voice is getting deeper and for some reason the producer enhanced his voice to be higher than what it was so andy actually wasn't a fan of it But after doing the re-recording of Knives and Pens with how with his actual like deep original voice, he's been so much happier, and that is actually he prefers the new Knives and Pens above the old. Which I guess if you kind of do listen to them, you can kind of hear how Andy's voice is. A pitch higher in
0: *Knives and Pens* compared to the rest of the songs. For the limitations that they have, they did the best that they could, and I understand why. Maybe there was a couple of songs or a couple parts of of the album why Andy was a little bit flustered and didn't like the sound of it. But just due to the time limit they have, because I think they have like a after touring, they have this uh the label brands like you have a month record an album, go. (laughs) Because if you think about it, it kind of does suck to like. To write
1: a song that means so much to not only yourself, but to a lot of fans, and to have someone mess with like your vocals on it and change that, I mean, it really does, I guess for more for Andy, it it throws it off. It's like, oh, that's not how I interpreted it. So I'm really glad that with the newer recording, it is exactly how he wanted, recorded with his vocals and everything.
0: Here's the deal with me with knives and pens. So obviously- we both seen the music video of knives and pens kind of got us hooked from the start. iTunes did, did a, a, a release of that version from the music video itself. So I still have it <laughs> 2009. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then they came out with the original and knives and pens, but it's different than in the music video. And then the remastered one. And so, I'm just like listening to all of these different versions of knives and Pens." I'm like, which one do I like best? And truth be told, don't get me wrong. The remastered is hands down a lot better. I am, like I said, more clear, but I'm still a part. I guess it's just special reasons of the music video audio. <laughs> no, I think I'm right there with you. I think I'll forever
1: love the music video audio of knives and Pens" just for the sole purpose of that is how I found Blackville Brides. That is the first ever song that I heard from them. And that is what completely captivated me and drew me in. But real quick, you have heard the acoustic version of Knives. Of and course. It's oh my God. But I'm just saying, like when I found
0: that, <laughs> I
1: find that in high school. I was like, this is a thing.
0: I know. Wait, do I have it here? I pretty really not sure I do have it in my iTunes account somewhere. I swear. I have it somewhere. But yes, I do know what you're yes, I do remember finding that. I'm like, what? <laughs> i know the acoustic i thought was actually very well done acoustic and i i keep forgetting at times i don't know why the acoustic version is on the original well, uh we said she's food so what no it's not
1: it number not here, 13
0: knives and pans
1: acoustic um you lie because i what No, no no nicole find your album right now <laughs> Okay, but every time I play this in the car, it never plays an acoustic version. I get the acoustic What? It's okay. number. number
0: 13, Knives and Pens Acoustic. Nope, mine only goes to 12. Yours? What? No. Wait, bring it up closer. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah,
1: mine Pause. just goes Pause. to 12.
0: So that's the thing. I never
1: found the acoustic version on this CD because my mom bought this CD from Hot Topic. Hot Topic did not have, have... Topic. This is from Hot Topic 2. It does Chris mind Mersack,
0: Blackville Brides, anyone who was involved with the Wee Stitched Spoon. I'm sorry, this is blowing my mind. The fact that when did the acoustic knives and pens thought onto WeStitch, the original? I'm going to take a photo of it really
1: quick here. But yeah, so like that was the thing. That's why I never knew there was an acoustic version of knives and pens. I found the acoustic version of knives and pens on YouTube. And I was like, oh my
0: god, this is amazing. I was like, how do I get this on my iPod? And yeah, you know, iTunes. So I was like, sweet. I got iTunes and then I saw it was on the album, which made me happy. I'm what is going on how do I have 13 because I have the pan acoustic on my uh, what I know like so that's kind of funny because I didn't know I know we've been off the rails but honestly our conclusion to this mystery now of the 13 or 12 songs is like you said and like Hudson said you could have just gone like a bad bunch that there was a mistake but they just never got it back and your mom happened just to grab it and get it is
1: it is my luck. I am blitzed, y'all. Martisha,
0: Moving on. Morticia's Daughter. daughter. Morticia's Daughter.
1: Perhaps one of the songs that got the
0: most biggest change. Biggest change for fans who are still learning about Black Philbrides. So in the original re- album, um, Andy was dating someone at the time. And basically, this was a love song to her. And it made me funny because the interview I watched, Andy said, like, he was 16 years old, writing the song in the basement of his parents. And, like, you know, teenager love, we think it's a big deal. Like, if we get, like, a little fight or a breakup, it's, like, the end of the world for us and stuff. It's crazy how... How, You're how, pretty how, sure no one has ever felt that exactly, same way. You, like, you know, it's weird. So that's what he wants. Like, you know, he's a 16 year old in love and stuff. And so everything happened. And, you know, with life, life happened. And unfortunately, he's no longer with that girl. He, obviously, everyone knows that he's with a little of now, happily married to her. And so when they were making this song, the song meaning has changed for him because he wasn't 16 anymore. He didn't have this angsty teenager puppy love anymore. But he still loved the emotional part of the song it gave people because like he stated yeah. like tons of people have played this in their weddings and stuff because of the love song aspect of it <laughs> <Guilty
1: for that. laughs>
0: so you know he still wanted to keep the song but he gave jinx freedom to do whatever with it
1: <laughs> and i think jinx portrayed the song beautifully because when you do you don't that's the thing not every song Necessarily needs lyrics for you to feel a specific type of emotion, and I think for Jinx do an overture of Mortician's Daughter, and the way that he portrayed it, you still feel those emotions of love and hope, and it's it, it's so so beautiful, mm-hmm. to be
0: honest it was truly beautiful just to hear that and stuff and jinx i mean we've said over and over jinx is just such a talented musician playing the violin and everything his skills with it but for andy just to kind of give jinx here this song's meals uh means a lot to the army i want the emotional still there but i want it just musically from your skills and for jinx is like okay done
1: (laughs) i know like blew it out of the park
0: literally i know when the album the remastered album came out there were some fans like kind of a little disappointed that andy did not sing it and stuff which you know from their point of view i can't understand but from hearing andy's reasons why i do understand so
1: and i completely agree with you on that like Don't get me wrong. It was a song that I was looking forward to hearing on the remastered. And it did come as a shock when I was like, oh, whoa, there's, I was like, there's no lyrics added in, but it did not, just because there weren't any lyrics, it didn't take away from the song by any means. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, I think what Jinx did was beautiful and it enhanced it incredibly. Um, I, I personally was not mad. I was I was in love with it. I think That's both good. versions are great. If you're feeling nostalgic and you want lyrics, you can listen to that OG. But if you're feeling no lyrics and you just want to vibe to the emotions of the instruments, then the remastered is perfect.
0: All your Can I just say, with the song, Andy made me laugh. He said, "My dad likes any song that we tell people to." off yep <laughs> this was a f- off song <laughs> all your hate is like a beautiful representation song for that i mean come on all your hate it kind of says it on the title itself
1: <laughs> i think okay i could be completely wrong on this but i would didn't i don't think it was a shirt but i think i don't know if it was something that andy had stated in the past if it was something a fan said but do you remember where it was like all your hate goes to my d- Oh, my God.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a thing for a while. It was a huge thing. Like, I swear to God, I swear, you've seen these photos. I know you have. I know you have them, saved in your laptop you showed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know how Andy had, like, these very tight, like, leather leggings and stuff? <laughs> yes. You know how Poi had arrows pointing to his... Yep. yep. All your hate goes yep. to my... <laughs> i will say for all your hate jake stated that cc had a lot of changes to this song he said that the Crypto made it more metal that cc added to it so that was my only one cool and cc obviously had a fun time playing it <laughs> Well, and I do,
1: I actually do prefer the remastered version of All Your Hate. Mm-hmm. Um, And, and it's, it's really, I think the unfortunate part with All Your Hate is it is an underdog song. I don't think a lot of people tend to care for <laughs> it too underdog. much. I mean, like, it was a song that I personally always loved. I mean, let's see, it's hard. I just love all Blackmail Bride songs. <laughs> but I really, I really did. All Your Hate was something that I always listened to. To hear it remastered, I think it is. it just sounds so much better. And the og version
0: heaven's calling <laughs> Yay.
1: love that song too heaven's calling is actually one of the songs that they had the hardest time playing live they just could not get that song to work and i think jake said it was due just to how the guitars like how like um you the notes like the of the guitar guitars solos. are supposed to be played yeah
0: you don't like the guitar so it always
1: solos. made it difficult to play live So he was so happy when they got a chance to fix it to make it
0: sound smooth and clean.
1: (laughs) And indeed it does. And apparently the remastered version, I guess they said is way more popular than the
0: original version. Which makes sense. I mean, like he stated smooth and clean in which you can tell the difference between those two. So, Mm -hmm. oh my God, yes. And the change that they
1: did with the notes of the guitar, the notes didn't complement one each other. It's almost as if they were trying to like do these really fast finger changes that just weren't complementing the song and now it's pieced together
0: perfectly let's go to never give in one of my favorite songs from this Mm -hmm. album it was interesting to hear andy talk about the song how he they when they first recorded it to now how they remade it and stuff because when they first did it everything was still kind of brand new to andy with writing songs and voice and stuff so like um the melody he wasn't great at working at melodies But again, due to the timeline they had and the budget, like he kind of had to wing the melody for it, which obviously he was not 100% happy with it, but he was happy to able to fix it. And obviously from that album from 2010, right, to now Mm -hmm. here, he's grown a lot and learned a lot. So for for them to re-record it and from him, his experience now and stuff, he was able to fix that melody and it was also fun because, again, there was changes that Jake wanted to do and he was finally able to fix it. So he's really excited about that. And violin was added to the song, which wasn't an of one.
1: Speaking of your how they didn't like the melody, I know that Jake was saying that they also weren't a fan of the chorus either because they're like, it doesn't go anywhere. They're like, it, it, it's not really telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like... The concept and the storyline is there but the chorus goes absolutely nowhere but when they were remastering the song they did not want to make any lyrical changes they just wanted to fix up the melody and i think with just the fixing up of that um once again the fix up of it, it it sounds absolutely beautiful um and i don't even think that they needed to do a lyric change because as jake stated we all get the concept of it. We understand the meaning behind the song and I think that's enough. And I do wanna point out that like for me personally, um, out of all of the songs, I think Never Given is the one that I was the most shocked and surprised with because that beginning just the little twinkles that you hear in the guitars. And I i was like, oh my God. And, and I swear they, their guitars almost sound like a piano being yeah. played, like a little keyboard. And I was like, oh my God, like, it was just mute. Oh my God, it made my
0: ears tickle and I loved wow. it. I when the first album came out I listened on Spotify with headphones because I really wanted to hear all those little changes that they've done for right I can remember someone never gave in came in I was like ready for it because I'm like oh my god this is like one of my favorite songs from this album Minus is um and fans obviously yeah I might have started crying tearing up because it was so good And the violence threw me off because it was just like hi Jinx okay hi you're there and I love what he said this Jinx said this because I, I also thought of it too it's like He added this violins to add a little darkness to the song. What I I was about
1: to say, add it in for dramatic effect. Yes! I know, those violins were meant to be in there. Mm -hmm. It completed it.
0: Our last song to end this album. Carolyn. Mm.
1: Now, I know I've stated that I think to the fans, the most dramatic change was uh, The Mortician's Daughter. But according to Andy and the guys, Carolyn was the most dramatic change
0: out of the entire songs. This song was honestly like you said a big change like they worked really hard. Like Jake stated that obviously for those who don't know that that's his mom's name. Um he wrote this song in 2006. Um didn't have the song fully developed at that yeah. time. And so when they recorded the research again a lot of factors against them song wasn't fully developed but they got what they got which again was beautiful so for the redevelopment of it um they he really wanted to fix all the little things he wanted to fix And like here's a fun thing cc helped jake like crazy according to jake uh Cece had like a hundred different drum parts for him to pick from for the song <laughs> Oh my god!
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta pick one. <laughs> I that, but I'm like, here's the
0: <laughs> At least you have a lot to choose from. <laughs> and um, I know that Jake said he was kind of getting introduced and experienced, but E-M- E M E E D M. Sorry, sorry no about. <laughs> and that uh, he wanted to in- included that into the re- remake, and he kind of wanted to brighten it up and build it up the song. The built up. Oh, it was definitely there. Oh, yeah. I
1: think it's. It's a much more impactful song on the re-recording than it is in the original. And as Ruth stated, you know, that was a song that Jake had in development long before he met Andy. I think a little fun story is when Jake and Andy were living together and they were getting close. Uh, Jake did play that song for Andy. And that's when Andy's like, let's add this onto the record. The lyrics came about because Andy's like, how can I write lyrics that fit the way that Jake's that Jake was feeling at that time. And I think the lyrics are a really perfect representation of his emotions. And it, it's really cool how they both combined
0: each other's work to fit that. For them to work together, obviously, because Andy knew that how much the song meant to Jake, and Jake wanted for this song to really remember his mom and stuff, who was a very big inspiration for him growing up. And like we stated, the song did change a lot. It had the most changes. It's so beautiful though how they do it and i love the fact they changed the ending of the song because in the original it was more of a fade of the song and this one Yeah, yeah this one it was not a fade it was kind of like the best way i could put it is like the original was a fade like okay it's the unknowing but now they kind of like did all this build up and brightness and then they kind of have closure to the end of the song like it's not just a question mark at the end of like fading it off it's closure warmth and comfort, if that makes and sense.
1: It does. And it's kind of the same, as you said, with the ending. It's the same with the with the opening of it. Cause in the original it's just that guitar. But in the re recorded, you still have that guitar, but then you have like that background atmosphere that's also hitting and it sounds really beautiful and i think that's kind of what makes it feel fuller yep and this is also andy's favorite song off the remastered version by the way and i just i do want to point out i think what's really cool about blackville brides and now i do want to point out i'm not saying that no other band does this i know that there are other bands out there that it's like a brotherhood to them Mm -hmm and you know they are always sharing ideas but i think something with blackville brides you know for it to be the first album and for andy to conclude oh let's put that song on there you know it means this much to jake i just think that goes to show like what a perfect relationship the guys have with each other and i think that's really what helps to make blackville brides the band that they are today and as i said i'm not saying no other band doesn't have that but I do feel you do have some bands where, like, this you have the singer who's kind of all about themselves, like, well, I write the music, you're just gonna do the guitar stuff. Whereas Blackfoot Bride is like, hey,
0: we're all gonna it's write equal. the music
1: together. Exactly.
0: It's all equal for them, which I think it just shows their character and personality and just like mm-hmm. who they are as a person, honestly. Can't, we cannot thank BBB enough for this amazing remastered of Wista Shoesburn. I mean, I think it definitely hit a lot of fans just for nostalgia reasons honestly for fans like us who have been there from the start like you and i have been there before (laughs) this album was released the original was released
1: (laughs) it's it's crazy to like to see this remastered version because it's something that i never thought i never thought of it as a concept idea you know and just i think listening to the remastered, just makes me feel so incredibly happy because it does bring back all that nostalgia of when I first found Black Veil Brides. And it's just, it's a really good feeling. And I'm really glad that they, you know, were able to go back and do a re-recording of Restitch and have it sound the way that it was intended to originally. And what's fantastic about this release is not only was it nostalgic for a lot of OG fans, but it did bring in a lot of new fans the remastered version did because you do have a lot of the newer fans that are like oh yeah I don't care about the OG one the remastered one is is great but you know it makes sense because they that's what they were introduced to mm-hmm. so it is really cool if you think about it because like We Stitch is the very first album and you can't really like the remastered version you can't sit there and say well that's not the first like it's right. not the first but it is the first and for a, a, the newer people to hear that one as the very first album just is really cool, and I think that it was amazing that they drew in a lot more fans with that album.
0: One thing before we move on here is, I just have to can we talk about the cover art? Yeah, how have we not done that yet? Hello, <laughs> this cover art. Hello, I love it. I love the rendition of how they kind of did a change to their first original one. Um, I will admit, this is just my opinion. I'm a little. A little sad that Richard Villa did not do the remastered of this beautiful cover, because as most fans know, Richard Villa is very close to Andy, and he is the artist responsible for most of the covers, one through, I think, Veil. And this artist, I mean, it's a phenomenal job, too, It's but the name is Luca Sola Mas- cello something like that but um I mean it's a beautiful cover I I really love the decomposing the skull that like Nicole kind of did with her face right now and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just super cool and honestly I'm still considering getting this as a tattoo somewhere
1: (laughs) that actually oh my god that would be a very very beautiful tattoo Mm -hmm. I love the fact that there's so much detail that is added to the skull as you said it's it's literally the fact that you can tell that it's decomposing you know where most people would just have like there's a skull no, this is like a
0: rotting skull. It's a rot, and so And the so cool. and small like design of like the stitches, the stitch is still there. I mean, here's the original. And we, I oh, like I know. Again, this I don't know if this is Andy per se his skull rotting and stuff, but I'm gonna say it is because we have the original word. It's clearly yeah. Andy with the stitch. Now time has passed, he's still stitching it, but he's now decomposing and stuff. See, that's <laughs> how I interpreted
1: it. So I'm glad we're on the same page cool, there. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: bbb army we are here with today's fan shout out so we're gonna give a very special fan shout out because this fan gave us a shout out last week on their own podcast radioactive so with this fan shout out goes to our lovely goofy friend <laughs> ian hello ian ian we
1: absolutely love you thank you so much for the shout out and honestly you i i I'm, i have to say it You are so incredibly sweet. You're probably like one of the sweetest person people. I don't know how to say that. You're probably one of the sweetest people that I have ever met. You're so genuine and you stay true to who you are. And I never want that kindness to leave your soul. You are just an amazing person. And thank you for just always supporting Ruth and I. In, in everything that we do that absolutely means the world to us and i hope you know that we support you just as much as you support us like i keep going with radioactive you and victoria like you guys got this i really hope that it blows up for you because you guys deserve it
0: You do. we see how much work you put into working with radioactive with victoria and stuff and honestly i mean same with nicola said your soul is so kind keep true to the never lose sight of that it was amazing having you on here and first meeting you here to tell your BBB story it was just an amazing time having you and for you to come back and to meet you at Cincinnati Ohio for the Trinia territory it was very surreal and I know you consider us as our big sisters and we I I, I we I I have no words but thank you we appreciate it I appreciate it and I know we have our little' just arguments here and there about certain things sir but <laughs> brothers and sisters bicker it's okay yeah, yeah exactly brothers and sisters i just happen to be your older sister who thinks that's all this right kidding (laughs) but um (laughs) you're just an amazing person Ian. we care deeply about you and just thank you for all your support and we hope we hope that your goals in life come true for anyone who doesn't know he's again he works at his own podcast with our other friend victoria radioactive we'll put all the links in description also is he's a writer period he's Mm -hmm. a writer he does a lot of poetry and i think on his tiktok he does a project called the untitled project where he shares his own poetry and stuff he's a really good writer honestly sometimes his work is amazing and i know his goal is to get his writing out there i know he worked on a short story called bara i believe Mm -hmm. yes and he's still working on more and and just know to never give up on your goals i know life can be a (laughs) but (laughs) don't give up go take the risk do it <laughs> you will make it far sir your writing is superior
1: i, I was impressed with barra thank you for sending me a copy i appreciate thank you for the lovely message on it too you're so sweet
0: <laughs> yes and just know this for a fact we will see you very soon here in the future for another meetup or who knows you might make your way to colorado or washington who knows <laughs> we might make our way to missouri you never know that's who that too but it will happen one day or another well we will all meet each other again in person for you can give your two big sisters a hug (laughs) (laughs) all right baby army we hope you guys enjoy this episode of us touching and breaking down of the beautiful uh 10 year anniversary uh piece of we stitch these three we stitch these spoons sorry and honestly, Black for Bright, so thank you so much for all your work you have done. This was definitely nostalgia and stuff. Just to hear all the changes, you guys definitely worked your asses off with this album. We just can't thank you enough, so thank you for it. Yes, we appreciate the fact that you guys are willing to
1: go back and do a revamp of Restitch. Uh, we could not ask for anything better than that. And for all the fans watching, please let us know like what your favorite song is off the re-recording, what your thoughts were, which song it, like impressed you and shocked you the most exactly
0: um you can find all of our social medias down below uh go follow us on twitter tiktok our own personal instagram pages spooky month is coming here guys there's a lot happening in october so i don't think you guys are ready for it
1: (laughs) no you're definitely not ready for our first look of spooky month (laughs)
0: i think i remember what it is i gotta double check with you (laughs) (laughs) you're not ready y'all aren't ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're here we're ready for spooky month yes we're still getting the fan story so hopefully we can get back to that next month in here but thank you guys so much for watching check us out for spooky month next week here soon so we will see you guys in Spooky
1: next month hit that subscribe button by the way